The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. And now, your host, Shaheen. Oh, yeah. I like this. I like this lead in. Welcome all. My goodness, what a night it has been. This is the UFC Vegas 44 post fight show here on MMA Fighting. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. My goodness, I am still recovering from what we just saw. Uh, my name is, of course, Sean Oshadi. I am joined by the whole crew. It's a party here tonight. We got Jose Youngs. We got the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. And we have the best producer in the business, E. Casey Layden. And we're here to break down all the action we just saw. And fellas, what a night it was. A super entertaining card all around. Finishes galore. Probably one of the best fight nights we have seen all year. But all atop it. The main story, the king of Rio, Jose Aldo, the underdog, the legend. He does it again, guys. The underdog. The underdog. underdog. At age 35, this man is still doing it. 50-45, 50-45, 49-46. He wins a unanimous decision over Rob Font. That's three straight now, fellas. Uh, I'm just going to jump right to you, Jose, because I am still... Again, recovering from what we just saw. Unbelievable throwback performance from the former champion. What do you make of what we just saw tonight? I mean, it was a wicked fight, and I think that's kind of what we needed with Jose Aldo because we, we, we've seen him dominate his last two fights. Like a lot of people have been like, I know Habib is kind of the outlier in saying that you can't really turn back the, uh, the clock when it comes to like being a championship caliber fighter after a certain point in your fight career uh, and after the yawn fight which i've been saying forever the Peter yawn versus jose aldo fight i think is an often overlooked 
banger of a fight. Like until Jose Aldo kind of wilted under the might of Purion, that fight was awesome. Uh, Jose it was incredibly Aldo, competitive. Like, it was crazy it was competitive. Incredibly competitive. He like let's not forget he dropped Purion with a leg kick, like kicked his legs out right from underneath him, and then Purion did what Purion does and just kind of beat the soul out of his of, of his opponent. But <laughs> since then, Jose Aldo is kind of made light work of all these elite bantamweights and i think it's it's gonna be weird to say but i think we needed this we needed this back and forth war because like we've seen him dominate but i wanted to see him kind of face adversity at bantamweight against a high level fighter and come back and win i mean a lot of people scored that first round for aldo based off of the last 10 seconds because he did the most damage but Rob Font looks pretty fantastic for like the first four minutes of that first round. And I was like, oh, this might be a long night for Jose Aldo. Uh, Rob Font seems to have uh, some sort of game plan that can kind of counter uh, Jose Aldo's like angles and his, his fantastic footwork and everything. And then Jose Aldo just kind of crumbled him with a one, two. And then from there, it was a pretty fantastic back and forth war. I'm, I think it's pretty easy to say. I think we can all be in agreement. Fight of the night's pretty obvious the main event between Rob Font and Jose Aldo. So for me, this is the type of performance I needed to see from Jose Aldo, a back-and-forth war where he does come out on top against a very high-level top-five bantamweight. This isn't like a top – this isn't 10 of 6. This is top-five bantamweight that Jose Aldo just had a, a, a like top-five fight of the year against. Yeah, no one, no one does that to Rob Font. And Jose Aldo just did that to Rob Font. And Jose, you mentioned it, that first round – Looks like Jose Aldo was going to be in some trouble pretty early on. And then he kind of turns the tide there at the end, gets that that sort of knockdown, drops him. And then from that point on, it was that that was the story of the fight, right? Jose Aldo's power yeah. versus whatever volume Rob Font was able to mount. He's even really kind of dropping him with a leg kick during that third round. It, it was just starting to build and build. And it looks like poor Rob Font had a broken orbital by the end of that. It looks like both of them might have. But yeah, yeah uh, it was just nasty, nasty stuff. Nearly gets the rear naked choke here at the end in the last second too i mean ak it's just unbelievable i saw this on twitter uh tonight i i, I apologize to whoever tweeted it. i forgot who tweeted it but jose aldo is younger than francis Ngannou. like <laughs> i don't even understand what to make it even even if i already knew that just hearing that sentence is mind-blowing what are your takeaways from this throwback vintage performance we saw I'm AK Lee, and this is my opinion. All right, that's yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> I was uh, I, I I queued up I queued up a comment from someone on Twitter. Uh, they said they are not able to comment on YouTube. This is Luke at Luke CZE representing Canada and the Czech Republic. Said, can we all just take a minute to appreciate the absolute legend that is Jose Aldo? There's a smorgasbord. Great use of the word of new age, new age fans who dismiss him as the 13th second guy. Absolutely one of the goats. Uh, yeah, I think we all agree with that sentiment. Uh, that was just fantastic to watch. I mean, I think we've been saying all week in the lead up what a privilege what a privilege it is to still get to see him fight uh you mentioned his age Sean, uh, Shane it, it is kind of like it is kind of strange when you frame it that way when you compare him to Ngannou or that he's only one year older than Rob Font um and he has so much mileage on him and then there was that just that little dip that little dip in his career the end of featherweight kind of the beginning of of bantamweight um where people were starting to question whether you know he still had had all the capabilities that he did he might be at like 90% of what he once was, maybe even 80%. But boy, 80% of, of Jose Aldo is still absolutely spectacular. And uh, poor Rob Font was on the receiving end of so much of it today. He, he, uh, he won a lot of aspects of the fight. I thought Rob Font's leg kick game looked great. As you said, the first four minutes 
of uh, of the of the round uh, of the opening round. That was all Rob Fawn. He, he, he was doing great. He wasn't landing anything like super hard, but it was like, yeah, he looked like what we thought he was. You know, the next contender at 135. And then once Aldo turned those lasers on, man, he gets the knockdown. That right hand was just absolute dynamite uh, throughout the fight. There was one sequence, I think, near the end of the second, which, which prompted me to go to tweet out, uh, imagine fighting Jose Aldo. And it was the sequence where he just slipped every shot that fought through and landed a counter every time. It was it was just insane. Again, for a guy who, like we said, is, forget the fact that he's 35, has been fighting for, I think, uh, what, oh, 17, 16 years now. He's been fighting for a long time, has a lot of mileage. Nothing but elite opponents for the majority of his career. Uh, and for him to get it done again, I had picked against him once again, proving I am a fool. My picks are the worst. Uh, happy to be wrong, Jose Aldo. <laughs> so spectacular to watch, and, and just uh, you know, so much, so much greatness still ahead of him. I mean, AK, I think it's fair to say we're all fools to some degree because when this whole thing started, when Jose Aldo moved down to Bantamweight, told the world that we that he was doing this, I feel like the big response from almost everybody, right, was just this is. This is not a good idea. Like this Without, is a guy who's historically struggled to make featherweight yeah. and you're going to cut down 10 more pounds. And it sort of felt like he was in that last chapter of his career. I just don't even know how to react to this anymore. I mean, we saw this a couple months ago when Jose Aldo did this in his last fight against Pedro Munoz. But this was even more impressive. I think people have been pegging Rob Fawn as a future champion in this division and to go out there and 50 45 him on two judges scorecards. I mean, Casey, can you believe that this is still happening, man? Absolutely. It's freaking Jose Otto. That's all. It's like, y'all must have <laughs> forgot. I don't get I picked Jose Otto. I was I wasn't confident, but like I knew it was I knew I Jose Otto is still just a tough, tough dude. Rafont's not really known for his power. I, I figured if Rafont was gonna win, it was gonna be like how the first you know, four minutes of round one was gonna go. But he he was gonna have to put a serious hurt in on auto and i don't know if that was going to come with rafa style it might have won him a decision but i don't know if he was going he necessarily had that that power to really hurt auto which i which i think what you, you need um but man it's, it shows the auto i don't know uh he just got more weapons i think you know this we were talking about his best boxer best boxer People kind of forgot. Josie Otto is an amazing boxer. The way he slips punches is facts. Yeah, he just the way he slips punches. He brought back his freaking leg kicks again, and that leg kick just took away Rob Font's jab. I'm kind of surprised we none of us kind of talked about that actually. You know, uh, I think we it's just those leg kicks just took away Rob's jab, and then no Rob would kind of come with power and stuff, but the power wasn't enough without the jab to set it up to really hit uh, Jose Otto hard enough. So, um, yeah, 50-45. That's how I scored it. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Just uh, vintage Jose Otto. Vintage. Vintage. I mean, Casey, you're, you're, you're out here. You're a resident fighter right now. You're training for, for your, your <laughs> amateur debut. How much money would I have to pay you to take a, a, a Jose Aldo leg kick right now, like at age 35 for him? Oh, that was... It was snap a leg. It was just, it was snap a leg. I was just, I, I mean, uh, let, let, let me call HR and tell them I'll be out for two weeks, you know, but. And two was, weeks? Yeah. That's it? You're looking yeah, at months, no, man. It, it was, it would suck. Yeah. Just, and I, yeah, Jose Otto. And he, it, as long as he, as long as he still has that chin, as long as he's still tough and, and, and he's so defensively sound he's he's good to go for a while i don't and i guess i don't understand the him making 35 that just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense but because he he we saw him almost die at yeah. 40 now die you know he looked horrible at 45 
and maybe yeah i guess he was i guess he's just trying harder now i don't know is there any other fighter that that has equal success coming down in weight like Jessica this. Andrade, Jessica Andrade uh, from 135 to 115. Uh, but Jose but, but Aldo, there, but there, there was no one. But the only reason why there was no 115 when Jessica Andrade came into the UFC, I, I would say that's a bit of an exception. But I understand. Yeah, but it's it's very rare. It's very rare for what Jose I mean, Aldo. Has Jose, Jose Aldo has said he's kind of taking like remember the old videos of the Novo Yao gym where they were like cutting weight like on the roof of their gym like sitting yeah. in the sun <laughs> like and then their ice baths were literally like trash buckets filled with ice like they're not doing that anymore. So. So mm-hmm. I think they're taking him out. And he spends a lot of time in Florida. I think he has a house in Florida too. So he's, I think he's going, he's bouncing back and forth doing a smart. I think a yeah. lot of us kind of just were worried that Josie Otto would kind of go the Hinnon Burrell route in, ter- in, ter- in, ter- in terms of his career. Hinnon Burrell, it remember? Felt like there, it felt like that might have, there the was moment. like a small window where that might have happened. Hinnon Burrell, he was talking about, he's the greatest bantamweight ever. No, Josie Otto is the greatest featherweight ever. They lose their titles. Yeah, everyone loses their titles. That happens. But how do you, are, is he still going to remain a top fighter? Hinnon Burrell clearly fell fast. Josie Otto, like um, AK said, maybe went from 100%. To eighty five percent, but that eighty five percent is still a top five bantamweight in the world, and that's incredible. Yeah. He's only I mean, lost to he's lost to yeah champions champions. That's I'm it. Not count, I'm, not that's it. The, I, I'm not even counting the I'm not even counting the Marlon fight because I don't know anyone that thinks Marlon won that fight. I think most I, I, think, I had Marlon win the fight, but it was incredibly competitive. Exactly. But I, I know I know what you're um, saying. I know what you're saying. But like, like Jan Volkanovski and Holloway, that's it. And those are clear losses. And Martin well, so, so Jose, title, title contender, yeah. Jose, I want to I want to stay on this because you guys talked about the stakes heading into this fight and what really the, the um, win could mean for either man, wh- whether it was more important for who who to win. Um, and now we're seeing it. I mean, Jose Aldo is a player in this bantamweight division. It felt like people had kind of moved on from him and sort of that title conversation after the Peter Yan fight, but he's here and he's making it clear that he's not going away. This division is just so muddled right now. It's so bizarre. We don't really have any clarity or finality with the championship picture, obviously with Aljo and Jan. And then you have TJ Dillashaw sort of waiting in the wings as well. I mean, does this win and does the way that this fight played out tonight for you, does this simplify the bantamweight division a bit in your eyes heading into 2022 or does it make it a little more complicated? Like, where do you feel like we are right now at 135? I mean, Aljo Main is talking on the the post-fight show right now on ESPN, so I have absolutely no idea if he's giving an update on his health, but if Aljamain, because let's not forget, TJ Dillashaw's knee completely blew out against Corey Sanhagen. So theor- like, theoretically, Aljamain and TJ aren't going to be ready to fight anytime soon. So if they're going to give a title fight to like, if Purion's going to pull the Hennemarau route and defend an interim title, next man up is Josie Aldo. And like I said, Aldo, Jan won. That fight was awesome until it wasn't. Uh, and because we all saw Dana White like yell at the ref at that that documentary uh, where he thought it should have been stopped sooner. Like who? But who else is Aldo left to fight? Marab? I don't think anyone's like claiming at the bits to see Marab Jose Aldo. I mean that fight rules. I, I'm sure Jose Aldo would take it, but uh, stylistically that might be a nightmare matchup for him. And then after that, I think it's just selfishly I want to see the Dominic Cruz fight. But Jose Aldo said a million times he only wants to fight up. He doesn't really like he respects Dominic Cruz, and maybe that he's so far line. ahead at this point. I know too. that's like, that, exactly like, but that's. Like, if you look at MMA fighting's rankings, Bantamweight rankings, like, Aljamain... Jose Aldo's number six. Yeah. Number six. He's next man up. And Marab's seven. He, he already fought Marlon. Kyoji's obviously, and Sergio aren't in the UFC. Beat Pedro Munoz. 
beat Marlon. Cody's at flyweight. And then Dominic is the highest ranked one. He hasn't fought outside of Marab that he could possibly fight. Like, if anyone's going to get it, if, if Alzermain and TJ are on the shelf for the indefinite future, Jan Aldo, I'm, I am totally fine with. AK, Jose is all sold on this. Would you push Aldo ahead of TJ Dillashaw now? Do you feel like that's where the, the Q is, well, the pecking I mean, order for you? If if TJ is hurt, if TJ is ready to go in like April, then it's TJ on all the way. Okay. Yeah. How would you yeah, no, I, yeah, Yeah, I know. I think that's the right take. Uh, I mean, again, I really want to see Aldo fight Dillashaw. I think it was the right call out to make. But again, the, the timing, as Jose said, the timing just might not line up. Um, if, if, if there is some, if by the end of, or like the middle of January, end of January, we have some idea when Dillashaw will come back, even if it means Aldo having to sit in the shelf for like seven, eight months, I still think he should wait for that fight. But then again, that, but, but then again, Jan is going to have to stay busy. Uh, it's true. He has to fight somebody. He has to fight somebody. So, uh, did Aldo definitively jump ahead of Dillashaw this win? I, I don't think so. I think unfortunately he will have to fight someone else. Um, it's going to be screwy because, again, he can't really fight. We don't know what's going to happen with Cruz. He's going to fight Munoz first. Um, I don't think any – and if Munoz beats uh, Cruz, I don't think anyone's clamoring for an Aldo-Munoz rematch. So uh, very, very tricky situation. It's Again, it's a great division. It's so deep and it's so busy, which is good, except for a little bit of a cluster at the top of the charts. Uh, Corey Sanding is in the equation somewhere too. But, I mean, logically I think he fights Rob Font. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe for some reason uh, he gets the Aldo fight. Uh, I could certainly again if, if font's not available. So there, there's some possibilities, but um, yeah, gosh, so much of it depends on on when Sterling and uh, Dillashaw are available. By the way, uh, not to uh, change the conversation, the bonuses are in. Oh, and I saw them, so I won't say anything. Hold on, and I'll say there's six bonuses. Well deserved. I mean, this was yeah, an unbelievable I say? card. What did I say before we went live? You actually called <laughs> that. Much. Good call. Yeah. Give him a cookie. Give him his cookie. I mean, fight that uh, has to be more made of performance. By the night, it has to be uh, made of it. Go ahead. Okay, well, what do you guys? First, first of all, what do you guys think? By the night, yeah. I'm gonna be an outlier, yeah, and I, I, mm-hmm. I would give auto performance bonus, and I give main event. I mean, I'm sorry, I give the co-main fight of the night because I thought that fight okay. was freaking incredible. But I understand what everyone's Jose, thinking. Jose, what do you think? Um, fight of the night. So I had the main event. So I make the graphics for us. So I was trying to get ahead. So the main event. <laughs> pull back the current main event i had i was uh fight of the night and then i had like six possible <laughs> performance bonuses and right, i give was me saying four. before i went i got jamal hill easy fazeev chris curtis and guida okay sean what do you think Shane, what do you think for uh performances for the four performance bonuses i would say uh-huh. should I How think six I, people deserve it, but I, those are four. Like five, six. Should like, should I would, also I would say if Aldo's going to give fight of the night, I would then say Fiziev, Hill, Guida, and Curtis. I, I don't know if that's okay. what you say. Okay, okay, same as he did. the same. You and guys, Casey, you said, you said Aldo would get one, and then. I want Fiziev, Riddell, fight of the night, Aldo performance, Hill performance, Curtis performance. And star mother freaking boy performance with his fifty punch <laughs> combo. Oh gosh, yeah, that's right. Okay, well, 50, that uh, was an amazing fifty punch combo. So I also uh, so I have he was five, and then mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Claudio was six with the knee bar. Those are right. five six for me. Uh, well, Jose and uh, uh, 
uh, Shaheen on the money with performance bonuses. None of us uh, would have gotten the fight of the night uh, correct. This wouldn't have been my guess either. Uh, Blismus Martin. That was a great huh. fight. A very good fight. Very good fight. That, yeah. Hey, that's what. Hey, that, that's what. On our preview show, I said that. On our, on our Q and said that was the mm-hmm. uh, the low key banger. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But uh, I don't agree that was fight of the night though. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, fight of the night. Blismus Martin, and then performances: Guida, Curtis, Hill, Fazif. Wow, Manel Kate yeah. didn't get one. Unreal. Haters. What a card. When we can have this kind of discussion about a six bonus night and still people are out here getting shafted, it feels like that's <laughs> that's when you know it was good. Any Also, anytime you can get Joe Martinez introducing Jose Aldo in the cage, mm-hmm. that's just perfection. Give me that all day, every day. Uh, but let us move on, gentlemen, because there's so much to hit on this card. So let's go now Wait, to this co Real event. quick, real quick. I, I just think it's kind of crazy that – that we're debating if Aldo should get a title fight after his best performance at bantamweight when he got a title fight off a loss. I just think that, <laughs> and I just, I mean, that's that's just the reality we're in. It's just crazy, sure. but yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> I think there were there were a couple things that went into that, like being it being on Fight Island and visas and all. Yeah, that I mean, I, I, I understand like just timing is different, but it's just weird. <laughs> it's a weird game, man. Yeah, it's a weird, weird, yeah, weird game, all. and I absolutely love it. These are the nights where you just are reminded of how crazy this sport is. And again, this co-main event was no different. We we talked about it a tiny bit. Rafael Fiziev versus Brad Riddell, the people's main event, kind mm-hmm. of the one that all the oh, yeah. hardcores out here had circled since the moment this one was announced. Uh, I saw on Twitter our good friend Caposa called the exchanges in this fight mini car crashes, and I really can't think of a more perfect way to describe what was going on in there. That's exactly what they were. It was tension galore. Mm-hmm. Technical is all hell, and then just utter brilliance from Raphael Fazeev. That you saw that third round spinning wheel kick, super fast stoppage by Herb Dean. I saw some people complaining, but I actually liked that stoppage. Oh. It felt like that was yeah. He saved Brad Riddell from no, no, no. a terrible, terrible situation there. Uh, and now that's five in a row for Raphael Fazeev. He's only twenty eight years old. Jose, what did you see from this? The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, I saw a guy that was incredibly patient in there because I think I didn't listen to the commentary, but I, I had to like go to the other room for something quick and I had the commentary on. So I actually heard a little bit of this and they were saying that Brad Riddell just seemed uh, maybe a step ahead in not speed or power, but it seems like he was dictating the fight. And while I was watching it, it really did seem like Fazeev was reacting to everything Riddell was doing. Even though Riddell was had his back to the fence, it seemed like every time Fazeev would kind of like throw a feint or anything, Riddell wouldn't bite. And then he would kind of because I remember there was this moment where Riddell had like this insane like five punch combo and Fazeev was just on his back like just like turtled up while he was just eating punches to the head. And then he just found an opening and just connected with a spinning wheel kick from hell. So Fazeev, as exciting as he was, just showed absolute incredible patience, incredibly high fight IQ, and just makes me that much more excited to see him fight all of these different styled fighters because I want to see his defense and his 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 IQ against non-strikers because he's fought a lot of strikers in the ufc and i want to see him fight someone else like maybe a high level grappler i want to see how he how he does but awesome awesome fight awesome fight aka aka after after this (laughs) after after this fight ended i tweeted out future champ uh, on the replay of, of this stoppage and i had some pushback from that it seems like people aren't fully sold yet or at least some people there's a lot of haters on social media obviously but some people aren't fully sold yet on on Fiziev. where do you feel like his ceiling is like how, how far do you feel like this guy can go does he feel like a future champ to you or maybe we're not there yet I think that reaction just speaks to the strength of the lightweight division right now. I mean, when you say that, then you're immediately having people compare him to Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, uh, Darius Makachev, Michael Chandler, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and again, I, I certainly would like his chances in some of those matchups, but I really just haven't seen enough yet. I think um, on a, amongst our ranking panel, I probably had Fazeev either pretty low or not ranked at all, but only because... Uh, the, the division is so deep, and I just want to see him uh, just beat a few more higher-ranked guys. Riddell is in my top 15, so clearly uh, that's an automatic jump up for Fazeev and, and, and probably even higher, maybe even not just past Riddell, but past a few people uh, in front of him. So I, uh, I think future champion, it's a little too early to say. He certainly has the striking for it. It's just there's not a lot of guys at 125 who have his style and certainly not who can land – a spin kick right on the money like he did. I mean, that was that finish was awesome. <laughs> that for, for, I, I, the whole the whole fight was great, but that spin kick, man, that, it was just so clean. And I can't believe people are complaining about the stoppage. I mean, Riddell was backing off with his hands up, like a, a, essentially was, a no moss. He was situation. looking the wrong direction. He yeah, and then and then <laughs> and then and then collapsed after. So I'm not sure what. Like we give uh, Herb Dean the most crap around here. Uh, and I do think he's a, a, overall a poor referee. He, he nailed that call. That call was fine. Um, and Fazeev is great. Casey, did you like the stoppage or no? 
stoppage is excellent. It was like for as bad Agreed. as that, the, the, for as bad as that stoppage he had the other week against was it Rothwell? It was Rothwell, right? That was the fight. Yep. Rothwell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For as horrible as that, oops, sorry. For as horrible as that stoppage was, <laughs> easy, this, easy. This was the this was the other end. It was such it was such a good stoppage actually. Um, yeah, because like R- R- the way Riddell was like just looking the wrong direction, and it looked like he was like talking to someone, like, "Hey, I got to get out of here." You know, it, it was, was like he was that it out was of it. Sh- it was shades of Michael Chandler, Will Brooks. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, it was just like where, yeah, when the guy just forgets like he's even in a fight, he gets hit that hard. But to the fight itself, um, freaking awesome. Like I, I kind of call this. Uh, it sounds bad, but I call this a, a, a poor man's Gaethje Chandler, and in, in sense of you know just these incredibly just freight trains hitting each other. I thought this was the same way. It's just the ranking wasn't there. But both, I'm not gonna go future champ like you said. But I wouldn't give me a pushback. But I believe that I believe Faziz and Riddell are both eventually going to be like kind of permanent fixtures in the top 10 and yeah. both of them will break the top top five i don't know if either are going to fight for a title no we haven't seen we haven't seen him against the best grapplers we don't know yet but um just uh it was a it was a pleasure to watch the, the main event and co-main event i just i just absolutely loved it and i think if aziz and Riddell fought 10 times i think they split five and five i think they're that 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 evenly matched but um aziz got aziz got the best of him tonight it was a great fight great yeah. fight yeah, man, you look up and down these lightweight rankings right now. There are the matchups available for yeah. for Fazeev. It's just mouthwatering, man. You throw in, I'm seeing people on the chat throw out Michael Chandler versus Fazeev. Like, that's unbelievable matchup right there. And there's just a billion different examples of this. 155 is still one of my favorite divisions of this whole entire sport, man. It's just, when it's good, it is so so damn good as long as and it's it was moving as long as it's moving i feel like you know it just gets stuck sometimes because you know connor stuff or whatever but um hopefully after this title fight next week then you know get those rankings moving get you know get 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 challengers facing each other so it should be should be awesome absolutely well hey let's let's bounce around this main card a little bit because there's just a lot to get to and, and yeah. i want to try to hit a few different things because we have to talk about clay guida because between him, Sergio oh, yeah. Pettis, Fight Carlisle, what a 24 hours it's been for just impossible MMA comebacks. I, I tweeted this, but the heart on display every weekend in this sport is just awe-inspiring, man. It's unbelievable to watch. And and at one point, I think midway through the first round, this fight was 46-0 to in significant strikes in favor of Leonardo Santos. I don't know how Clay Guida survived this. He actually ended the first round on top, and then he goes out there and just wins 81 seconds into round two, submits a fourth degree uh, black belt. And if ever there was a night to have a time machine, this was it. Because that man winning by submission was 16 to one. Winning by Whoa. submission in the second round was 43 to one. Like, though, you don't see those kind of odds, man. It's just unreal. And we're talking about someone who's turning 40 years old on Wednesday. Jose, can you believe what you just saw in there? I mean... Anytime Clay Guida does anything, it kind of throws me off for a loop because I absolutely I never know what to expect. Because I think it was we did a post show. I can't. I, I think it was you or we were talking about it I, on one of I, his. What was his last win? The Michael Johnson fight, and we were talking about how he has just the most bizarre career. Like we were trying to figure out if there's a if there's a fighter who has as many big name wins combined with as many lopsided losses as clay guida and i can't think of any like he has like wins over like anthony pettis and like diaz brothers a random rda win in there yeah, yeah like he has beaten 
Like if you make a list of like the ten Pettis. greatest lightweights, like Clay Guida has a wins over a big chunk of them, and then he has a bunch Dude, of losses that I. Just I mean, he has wins know. over he has he has wins over BJ Penn, Anthony Pettis, mm-hmm. and Hatfield Dos Anjos, and Takanori Gomi. Like those are four of the most legendary dudes. Kawaj- in like Kawajiri, Hatso, Hioki, like these are some of the best fighters who have ever fought in like the lower weight classes. And Clay Guida's beat all of them, but then he has like weird submission losses to like Dennis Bermudez, which Dennis Bermudez <laughs> is great, but like it's not a name that kind of jumps out out at you. Like you know what I'm saying? So anytime Clay Guida fights, I'm like, he might lose or he might just tear through his opponent. I have absolutely no idea. So the fact that he – the submission th- caught me – threw me off guard. I thought maybe he would like grind it out because I did think Le- Leandro would – his cardio would kind of catch up to him. Had absolute like if I had spent money on something, it wouldn't have been a submission one. But Clay Guida <laughs> continues to prove everyone wrong. AK, get in here. What, what did you see from the legend tonight? A lot, a lot of things to cover. First of all, I mean, the insane heart and toughness that we all know about. I mean, this this comeback of the three you mentioned was probably, I think, the most explainable, explicable, explainable, the most, the most reasonable, plausible? Uh, the Pettis one, <laughs> plausible. No, I, I, I think, I mean, I just mean, the, you know, the easiest, the yeah. easiest one to explain, you know, um, the Pettis one, just this incredibly insane shot that only a Pettis brother could could land. Uh so, so that was, I mean, that was whatever. That was like one in a million. Uh, that's that was almost as rare as the the Rodriguez friggin' elbow, whatever, over the back elbow yeah, yeah. against Zombie, yeah. Uh, sorry, against Zombie, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then the Spike Carlisle. I thought he was dead in the second round. I'm like, the Spike Carlisle, Spike Carlisle is not coming back. He's completely gassed. His, you know, he, it's over for him. Uh, so that one was even more unlikely than this. But uh, this one, it would not have been. A travesty if Keith Peterson had stopped the fight. Okay, I'll say that. I'll say if he had stopped the fight, no one would have complained. Let me let me jump in real quick. Let me just because I'm not gonna lie. In the moment, I kind of was like half outraged that he wasn't stopping the fight. It's like this is a long time, long term veteran. Like saving him from punishment, but. I'm Social stupid. Media was going nuts. Well, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It, it, there, there was a justification for a stoppage there. A lot of unanswered strikes. He did look really hurt. Um, but I had no issue with him letting it go on at all. He was hurt. To me, it, he was hurt, not finished. I think Keith Peterson called it perfectly. Guida's so going for a leg. If, if you stop it, I, again, you could have stopped it, and I wouldn't have had an issue. Clearly, no one on social media would have either. They would have said, good stoppage by Keith Peterson. I think he's going to take more flack because he didn't. Um, and this is not just because Guida came back and won. That, to me, does not define whether a stoppage is good or not. You can have – we've had fights where guys will come back and won, and we still kind of go like – uh, maybe maybe he shouldn't have, you know, maybe, maybe the ref shouldn't have given him that chance. So that does happen. But tonight, I don't think that was the case. And I think it was accurate. And Leonardo Santos made a huge, huge mistake in trying to manufacture a finish as opposed to finishing his opponent. And there's a difference. There's a difference. He was throwing a lot of effective but somewhat clearly shots that Guida could take as opposed to kind of take his time, load up a shot, um, and may- maybe try to open up his defenses, maybe go for a submission. That's your specialty. You're one yeah. of the greatest submission uh, grapplers in, in MMA of the last like decade. Maybe go for a submission. So I get it. I get how the game works. Other fighters have gotten away with this. We've seen many times the fighter does this, pours it on with the punches, looks to the referee. The referee does intervene and stops the fight. It didn't work out for him tonight. And I wish I, I wish he had just been a little more picky with his strikes because he definitely could have gotten a first-round finish by TKO or by submission. Um, he tried to play the game, didn't go his way this time. I thought Keith Pearson did did a fine job, uh, and, and we got <laughs> hey, we ended up getting one of the craziest moments of the year, which has now seen Jacare Souza, Adolfo Vieira, and Leonardo Santos submitted. 
all in and, the same year. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. man. That's unbelievable when you say it like that. I mean, Casey, you've been in this game for a long time. Is this the best weekend for just comebacks that you can ever remember seeing? And like, if you had to rank the three comebacks oh, that we've yeah. seen in the last 24 hours, like how do you rank them one to three? Oh, obviously, I mean, Pettis, the, the Pettis knockout. I mean, the Pettis knockout from last night was just unreal. But um, yeah, Clay Guida, that was just, that that was years of, like he said, years of wrestling, years of getting his butt kicked in the cage, but surviving. If And AK makes a really good point. Um, he tried to sell a finish, which is it's risky. And I think Keith Peterson actually kind of was offended by it. It's like, hey, let me do my <laughs> job, man. You know, it's like, and, and, he and wasn't that, having it. He and for that reason, alone, he's like, no, I was going to stop it, but now I'm not. I felt that I felt that and I felt and and unfortunately for Santos I I felt like he doubled down and started like punching Pettis harder in the top of the head come on you see look at Pettis's head he can you can throw cement bricks at that thing it was just it hurt it hurt the cement but um yeah and and, and, sorry yeah sorry yeah Guida I'm sorry yeah Guida but lots um, of comebacks yeah lots of comebacks yeah um and unfortunately um Leo Santos um he showed his age I, I I said that there's like two 40 year old lightweights fighting in the UFC. Uh, I can't think of two 40 year old lightweights ever fighting in the BJ BJ and Clay were close. I think they were like 38 and 39 when they fought. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is even older. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. and, and, and unfortunately, um, Santos just he showed his age. Um, I don't know why he didn't go for a submission rather than doing some really high energy waste of ground and pound. When he just he just, like Clay Guida's been submitted a lot. He shouldn't use your freaking jujitsu, man. I don't get it. Um, Santos made a big mistake. Clay Guida capitalized on it. Congratulations, Clay Guida. Just unreal finishes across. Oh, great, the board. great, great, yeah, great, yeah. And, and I want to jump to a different one now because Chris Curtis, man, um, this, this gentleman just. I mean, we just we started the show by talking about Jose Aldo, obviously, and that's one of my favorite stories of 2021. But Chris Curtis might have actually one of the best stories of 2021, just all together. I mean, this his career and what he has overcome to just get to this point is something else. I mean, this is somebody who got screwed at every turn possible for so long, so many different false starts, so many different bad breaks. He ends up retiring multiple times a couple years ago, even twice in one night at one point. Changes his mind, and now here he is. He's 6-0. and this year, over three divisions, as Jose pointed out multiple times, six and zero over three divisions this year, two and zero in the UFC, and he may very well be a ranked middleweight by the time we're ta- we're in this space <laughs> next month. It's bizarre. He storms through a very good prospect in Brendan Allen on Saturday night, his second round TKO. It's his second UFC upset knockout now in in a month's time. I mean, Jose, you have to love this, right? Like, how can you not love this? It is, and it's. I like how you said he could be a ranked middleweight because he shouldn't even be fighting a middleweight. He's he said, not a middleweight. He, has, he himself has said like he is should be a welterweight. He's just taking all these last. He's basically Kelvin Gasling himself into a title fight. Like he just keeps <laughs> knocking off all these middleweights, and all of a sudden he's like, "Well, I guess he's fighting for a title now," and that's what's going to happen. So he says he wants to fight next weekend at UFC 269. I haven't looked at the card uh, that closely, and I will. I will later. But like, is there any middleweight fights? On that card, where like they fall out, that Chris Curtis could like slot in because he seems super down to fight every single week now. I'm looking that up for you while we do this. Also, to anyone watching, actually, there there are several. There are several middleweight fights, including Andre Munoz, who is a ranked middleweight. So you know, it's out there. Let's make it happen. Like, hey, I'm not saying anyone should get hurt, but Chris Curtis. 
stay ready. Also, someone make him a Wikipedia page. He's the only p- fighter on this entire card on a Wikipedia page. Man, he's is that true? This year. Yeah, he deserves his own page now. Every single fighter Jesus on this card has people. one except for him. Show yeah. this man some damn respect, mm-hmm. people. Come on. Uh, AK, Casey, we were kind of having an internal debate about this, but is there a chance Chris Curtis is breakout fighter of the year? No, but it's cute to talk about it. It's cute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I it's, a cute, it's a great story. It's a great story. Um, but um, I haven't third yeah. or fourth right now. He's up there. He's clearly in the talk in the conversation. Yeah. He's what up. about you? Uh, yeah. Look, I, I gosh, this is going to be a broken record now. I'm sorry. Every time Chris Curtis fights, and especially if he wins, talking about how many times he retired, uh, how many bad breaks he's got, as you mentioned, you know, the UFC did not want Chris Curtis. If you want to understand this. They did not want to be in the Chris Curtis business. Why? We don't know. I I, I don't have any inside scoop on it. Chris Curtis is an exciting fighter, super nice guy. Maybe he's too nice. I don't know. It, like, like he doesn't have that, like, oh, that badass edge that the UFC is kind of looking for in, in a fighter because he is, like, a very positive, like, happy dude. I mean, he'll he'll uh, he'll be very honest about the, the, the kind of problems he's had in his career with, again, with trying to get into the UFC. He's had some bitterness in that regard, but just like anybody would. Um, so I don't know what the issue is. And, again, we were saying earlier, he only got in because he was originally going to fight Phil Hawes on like a day's notice and then the fight ended up getting pushed back. Haas didn't want to take it then. And, and uh, probably to the benefit of Curtis, it did get pushed back. Um, and then, and then Curtis goes on to beat him. So he's, he's so talented. He's fought a lot of quality opposition outside of the UFC. This is long overdue. It's such a great feel good story. Um, I, I do have to think more about my breakthrough thing. Of course, after tonight, my immediate reaction was this, give this man all the awards fighter of the year. He's six and zero. he could be, if he wins at UFC 269, he could be seven and oh, three and oh in the UFC. Give him, he's got two, ba- he's got back to back bonuses, an extra hundred G's in his pocket in his first two UFC fights. A great story, uh, a great story. One of many great stories tonight, and uh, and really this year, I should say. I think when we look back on it, there was a lot of a lot of positives, um, uh, at least as far as in cage action goes. So I couldn't be happier for Chris Curtis. I think a lot of us have interviewed him before, and uh, yeah. so there's just that little that little personal connection to seeing this guy succeed, which is which is always nice. You're right. Just the nicest guy. And I think no one deserves this sort of moment and this sort of success in this run more than him. I mean, I've seen it in the chat. Dark Sagan just says, I feel like the UFC gave him Allen expecting him to lose. And that's kind of been the story of both of his UFC fights. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody expected him to win either of these fights. He did it in spectacular fashion both ways. Uh, one last fight. I want to one last result. I should say I want to hit before we jump into some fan questions here. Uh, Jamal Hillman. If you were if you were looking for a way, drawing up a way to bounce back from a really grisly like armbar type of loss where you you looked like your arm was almost broken in half, that's about as good as it gets, right, Jose? I mean that that was a tremendous tremendous stoppage uh, on poor Jimmy Crute. He was out, and then comes in with a perfect call out of Paulo Costa out of nowhere. Just a ten out of ten night for me for Jamal Hill. In example number four hundred for me of why it pays to have a name in mind because I had I wasn't even thinking of that fight. And now I actually really, really like that fight. (laughs) He had two names. He said, I hear Paulo Costa wants to come up to light heavyweight. And if that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, then I'll fight Johnny Walker. So he he had all of his bases covered. So if he doesn't get the Paulo fight, he's like, then I'll fight this madman that's 6'6 and Johnny Walker. So 10 out of 10 performance, 10 out of 10 call out. Jamal Hill uh, won a lot of fans. I mean, I know everyone kind of views him as like this brash, arrogant, like loudmouth, especially before the Paul Craig fight. Remember, they kind of had that run in uh, at the hotel, but goes out there and knocks Jimmy Crute and immediately goes to check on him and is like all all love 
to, to Jimmy Crute. So 10 out of 10 performance for Jamal Hill gets another $50,000 bonus and a fighter to watch a light heavyweight, I guess. People say that about Jamal Hill? Yeah. I didn't hear. Oh, that's people are haters, man. People I think that's Adam. Yeah, I never, I never got that impression. I think Paul. Craig I think it's. Uh, I think it. I think there's a little more to that than just a loud individual. It might be more of you know a race yeah. thing in yeah. terms of you know fight you. I thing. But I feel you. But uh, <laughs> being being on site in Arizona, there were not a lot of Jamal Hill fans uh, at the press conference yeah, like when, they were, when they were talking about it. <laughs> AK between the two uh, between the two matchups, he threw out Walker. Costa, what do you like better? Oh, I mean, I obviously want to see Costa. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, if I'm Costa, that's the right I, pick. That's the right. I mean, pick. even if I'm Costa, I do think it's not a bad matchup. If I'm Costa, I don't think it's a bad matchup for me. Uh, Hill is, I mean, he's he's only this is eleven fights into his career, um, and looks very good. I mean, I, I mean, look, th- th- this guy is a finisher. He has some incredible physical attributes for for a light heavyweight. Um, he'll 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 have reach and size on uh, Paulo Costa but I, but if I'm Paulo Costa I, I definitely acknowledge the call out I think it's a winnable fight for me and uh and Hill again will be getting top 15 talk I think after this win he is if you count the no contest that was overturned because of uh, the devil's lettuce he is which we count we count that well I don't know again you know I'm not an outlaw so uh you know I, I, <laughs> I I'm straight edge so uh but yes he it's is legal more more. it's legal okay it's legal he would be uh, th- not, not in my soul, not, not in, uh, in the eyes of God. Uh, he is four and one in the UFC with some very, very exciting performances. Um, so uh, it would be nice for Paul Costa, who, who at two hundred five, I hope he doesn't think of himself as like an immediate contender. Like, oh, I should be getting top five, top ten guys immediately. It's like, Paula, if you're going to stay at two hundred five, you're kind of going to have to rebuild uh, your reputation a little bit. Like maybe like two big wins, that's it. But he's not jumping into a top five, top ten opponent right away. I Paul Costa also wants to keep fighting a middleweight. <laughs> Dana White doesn't want that, so that you, there's I don't there's going to be drama with that whole thing. He's only missed how many times does Paul Costa miss weight at eighty five? It was just the way he did well, it, though. I think it's more of the question of how many times he does he just outright again, not tried yeah, to make weight. Again, That's he more of the question. He and he made, and it was it was one of the best fights of the year. And yeah, and he it did was great. And he, he didn't did miss weight for his weight. last one. Yeah, he didn't miss weight. No, he, but remember the remember the hydration test. Remember the uh, not the hydration test. The yeah. the California. He was like one of the biggest uh, like yeah. rehydration. He did he didn't. I don't think he like broke their their percentage thing of like too, well, well, too much weight. California just, is but California is a bunch of liberal soy boys. So I know. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. I know. It's the worst. Uh, I Casey, forgot. How, let, let's oh. turn from the. Oh, real quick. I, what's up? No, go for it. Of all the, of all, the, I did horrible my picks tonight. But the one I was completely off on was Crute Hill. Let, I, I, I was heavy on Crute, and I put way too much weight in the Paul Craig loss. I, I kind of forgot how good um, Hill was, and I think, I think he just made a mistake against Paul Craig, and unfortunately, he made that mistake in the octagon rather than like in the training room and i just put too much weight in it and i kind of forgot how good jamal hill is and he is he is a fabulous talent and i can't wait to see what's next i actually think it's an understatement to say you did poorly in the picks tonight i don't know if the people know how bad your your picks were but no no i I got got the main event right i got the main event right i got the main event that's all that matters this is all we showed up this is true I say this with with the utmost love for you, Casey, but I, you could not have replicated how bad your picks were tonight if you absolutely tried to pick the wrong fighter in every fight. It was, <laughs> it was like wonderful. A, just like a chicken pecking. <laughs> <laughs> I got the main event right. That's all I care about. Wow, Casey, you did All real right. bad. Well, Casey, the, the, the people have 
listen to us blather on long enough. I'm sure they have lots to say. What, what's going on? What, let's hear from the people here. Ah, uh, man. Kevin, are we going to talk about... Oh, wait, that's an old question. Sorry. Ooh. All right, questions, questions. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm I'm just I'm just upset that um we didn't talk about Starboy yet. Well, let's do it. Right. Would you think? Uh, I mean, we finally oh. saw we finally it, saw it, the yeah. Starboy you have been waiting for. I have been waiting for that. We have all been waiting for. We did a little bit last UFC. fight too. We, we, we saw by, we saw this, this is a higher a better opponent, and I think we saw just a just we we just we saw it all. And I and his post fight call out the non call out was top notch. When DC was like, "Who do you want to fight next?" He's like. I am the star boy. You come after me. I am the champion. You come after me. It's like, it's like, it's like what, what, me, why would I call out people? That is below me. It's like, I wait for these challengers. I am the star boy. I am so happy. Manel Cop, Cop is back. Is, um, he's back. He's back. And um, I, don't, I don't know who's next for him, but um, it's going to be exciting. And whoever's going I, 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 I worry about his next opponent. Oh man, this flyweight division is so fun. You know, it's fun. It's, so, it's right, so silly that we almost lost this a couple of years ago. This is it's such a it's such a good place right now. By the way, God bless Dumagulov for like just saying, "I'm just going to go in there. I know this guy's dangerous. I'm just going to go at him anyway." And uh, <laughs> look, he paid the price, but he gave us a great fight. So, it was, it was. so a little round of applause for Zuma because I thought like, "Oh, he's going to be a little tactical in there." It's like, "No, nah, I'm going to push the pace. Let's see, let's see, cop keep up with me." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Maybe, maybe not the best strategy." Maybe not. Could anyone keep count of that combo he threw at the end? I, oh, I, try, I, mean, I was, I was trying was to like count a, it. I was trying to count it. I lost count. Yeah. I was like, well, that was like a killer instinct combo. That was yeah. just, just it was push every button. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's hear from the people. From the people. Do, 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 do. I, is, Joseph writes, I have no problem with Jose winning, but we had two 50-45s and a 49-46. Was that scorecard correct? I had a 50-45. Would you guys have it? I thought it was 50-45 pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 49-46, sure. but I wouldn't argue with 50-45. Yeah, the, the we, case, I guess, I guess some round one. Mm-hmm. That's probably the disputed round. Yeah, yeah look, I, like uh, I, don't, I don't have any issue if people, like, I'm not going to argue that he lost round one. Yeah. yeah, but he, he he did the most damage, you know. Aldo did yeah, the most damage. Uh, I don't know if, if Joseph is asking about all the cards or just the forty nine forty six, but uh, I will say again, I think either is justifiable. Uh, Font controlled most of the action. He just unfortunately got knocked down at the end. And uh, again, a knockdown in MA is not an automatic ten nine. But if if Font had did a little more damage in the feet, he still would have taken it. Um, but again, he didn't land anything super consequential. And Aldo like clearly did the again just did the most damage with that 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 flurry. So. Um, but yeah, four nine forty six isn't terrible. Yeah. 
<laughs> it never fails. David writes, Quita used the old Darren Elkins game plan. It never fails. We saw it three times this week. Yeah, I like it. It never fails. Jose, I think uh, you said uh, that you know their – was it you that tweeted that you know their teammates, but you would – oh, maybe that wasn't no. you. No, Definitely you would never not. suggest it. Someone tweeted that uh, they know they're t- they are teammates, but it'd be fun to see them fight. And uh, I'm sure their 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 scraps in the gym are just must be crazy. Oh man, the high pace, the, the pace on those fights have to be out of control. Uh, let's see if we can get a few more Wait, in here before we get. Are they the same weight class? Are they the same weight class? Isn't Darren Elkins a featherweight? He's a featherweight. We just gone down the featherweight, but he's lightweight now. It would happen at lightweight if they wanted to, but I don't think they would. Ooh. Jonathan writes, is there any chance Fiziev gets a top five or six opponent next? That's an interesting question. Nah. Bye, Sean. No way. Oh, oh he popped in. Oh, Sean. Oh. Okay, he'll be back. He'll be back. So I'm just sorry. It's probably right. an internet issue. Uh, well, Sean, let's, look at our, let's look at our top I'm gonna five. Say, I'm going to say no. Go ahead, Jose. And yeah, that's, yeah. I'm going to say no simply because there's a log jam. And so, yes. like the, the number one and two are fighting each other. Number three mm-hmm. has already been promised the title fight, and then four mm-hmm. and five are fighting. So he can't Correct. fight anyone in the top five. Michael Chandler would be a scrap. I don't think that's going to happen. The Tony Ferguson fight is probably going to like RDA seems to really want to fight that. Dan Hooker is going to featherweight. So next man up would be Gregor Gillespie at ten, and that's why I tweeted Gregor Gillespie versus Fazeev. Would I mm-hmm. like to see him fight anyone in the top five? One hundred percent. I just think it's a matter of, uh, you know everyone's matched up or has fights that makes make more sense than Rafael Fizzi. So Gillespie at 10, I think is the fight to make also because Riddell was supposed to fight Gillespie before like that, the COVID situation happened and then Riddell really wanted that fight rebooked. So now that he's beaten Riddell, Fizzi takes his spot. Gillespie, Fizzi also will let us answer the question of how he does against a high level wrestler. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I see, you know, RDA at number six on the UFC rankings, which, Obviously, there are better rankings out there. But nonetheless, I could see him getting RDA. Like, that actually feels like a fight. RDA, you know RDA is going to accept anything that gets thrown his way. Like, that feels like a fight that is possible. Just probably the only one of top six, but yeah, could be there. I, th- I think he's going to fight like a – I think RDA is like he said on air on the MMA hour. He's like on that last stretch to the title. I bet he wants a little higher ranked guy, but I agree with you. He's probably not going to say no, but it's probably not going to be his first option. I, I love really wants that Tony fight. Yeah, I love. They have him above. Gillespie. Yeah, they have RDA above in the UFC. Not that these rankings above Tony Fer. Okay, I, yeah, I guess Tony Ferguson on a losing streak. Uh, and above, who do we have? I'm trying to think. Why? Why is he lower on ours? We have uh, we RDA? have him eighth RDA. Yeah, we yeah. have him behind Ferguson and who do they have now above? That's weird. Chandler, Islam, Benil, Gaethje, Oliveira, Poirier. And they don't count the right, they don't count the champion, right? They don't count the champion in their right. in their rankings. Yeah, so that's why. above one. Um, yeah, that's not like the worst thing. We just have Ferguson and, and Dos Daniels flipped. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I think I do think uh, just to go to the question, uh, as you said, we have Chandler six, so that's the clo- that's probably the best chance he could get of getting a top six guy. But I do think Chandler will go will go in another direction. But it it would it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't like shock me if that matchup was made. So it's a, a remote possibility. Gillespie, that's because we want to, we want to see him against a grappler. I think yeah, at this point. Yeah. That, that's, I like that's, the, that's the big thing. I, like I agree. I, yeah, I like, I like and, RDA um, too. I like RDA. And, yeah. RDA too. And if, if Aziz want to like dominate Riddell and just like kind of you know dominate the knockout, I think maybe we could talk to Chandler thing. But I think so, since it was such a competitive fight, I want to. I feel like the UFC should still not quite you know throw him to the front of the line yet. 
Does it get also, a, uh, also on the other side of it, like Gillespie kind of is untested too in that aspect, right? Like that's kind mm-hmm. of a thing that I want Gillespie tested against just a high level striker to that degree too. So yeah. it kind of answers a couple different questions in this division. Do you, do you guys think he gets a five to six opponent next year, sometime next year? If he yeah, wins, if he beat, yeah, he I wins. think he's one win away. Okay. Yeah, one win away. I think that, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, especially, if two, US, especially if the US is going to go to Abu Dhabi so much. They uh, want like that demographic covered. Mm-hmm. Jose, you've been out there a bunch of times. Does he have a big? Does it feel like you have a big following out there? Uh, I don't think I've ever. I I wasn't at his his. I don't. I think he's only fought on Fight Island once, and I wasn't at that one. But based off of every other like Middle Eastern or Muslim fighter, gets the biggest pop imaginable. Whether they're fans of them, or, it's it's hard to say because they all get massive pops. But I would imagine. Plus, just stick Hasbullah like outside the octagon to watch Fazeev fight. Like they have. Did you see that epic promo they made for Fazeev and Hasbullah by the UFC made? Like, just play that a thousand times and have Hasbullah enter the, the octagon. It'll blow up. It'll happen. All right. Let's do two more, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Uh, oh, just um, real quick. Oh, thank you. We, we appreciate all the love. Thanks, we'll Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. She's the best. Real quick. Uh Ooh. All right. This is a this is a good question. Is Cheyenne I don't, I'm gonna butcher it. Vilsmus? Vilsmus. I think Rhymes is Christmas. V L I S. I think Rhymes is Christmas. Vilsmus. Ready for a top fifteen opponent. What do you feel this thing? I don't know if she's ready, but her performance tonight, I I thought she looked great. I I I love her attitude. I love her craziness. I love her. Uh, what, what after the fight, even like how she was throwing punches at the very end when she already had the fight won. She was like she was like screaming. So I'm like, let's fight, you know, just like let's go. I, I just love her. Like she she almost has that kind of she, she has that kind of Sean Strickland type of attitude when she fights. I love I love it, and um, I just um, I thought she looked awesome tonight. I didn't think she was going to be able to outstrike Mallory Martin that easily. Um, she just uses her range well, and she's I know she's gone through a lot of you know personal issues outside the cage, and she took out that frustration on Mallory Martin tonight. It was great. Um, was it fight of the night? I don't know about that, but yeah, she's a, she's a she's a great talent. I'm excited to see her fight again. I'm happy they got that 50k just because they probably yes. needed it more than any yeah. other fighter. <laughs> it's just in their personal lives on the card. This is her second I, straight bonus now for Cheyenne. Oh, good good for her. Okay. That's a way to make a living in the UFC if you can do it. Yeah. I uh, I don't think she's quite ready for a top 15 yet. If only because the top 15 is a lot of veterans. I wouldn't want to throw her in there with like an Angela Hill, I, a Vierna Gen, Gen Jaroba, maybe Jessica Penne. I, I think that might be a somewhat reasonable. Uh, test for her right now but most of the top 15 is pretty experienced and she's very very early in her career uh, clearly a talent great uh, great attitude great fighter mindset um, the skills though I don't think are even in the somewhat thin uh, strawweight division not quite yet I, I think she's maybe one maybe two fights away maybe when Nina Nunez gets healthy maybe it's something like that, that w- I wouldn't hate that even I think Nina Nunez I- I'm also a big Nina Nunez fan so I think maybe she she's a, a, quite a step above uh, yeah. Cheyenne, I think we have to take, take it easy with uh, with uh, Cheyenne Velismus. I don't think she's quite quite there yet, but definitely we see the potential of someone who could be a, a top ten fighter. All right, all right. Well, let's end here. We have one more case here. Uh, no, 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 no. Let me see real quick. 
Uh, I'm perfectly happy ending on the moment of silence for, silence for the two mullets because as 2012 yeah. Chief Keith says, <laughs> a moment of silence for the two mullets tonight. They both got bad, bad nights. Bad oh, nights, yeah. Well, Brandon, Allen already, Brandon Allen probably already has the next fight. Oddly enough, Edmund <laughs> took, decided to talk the first trash of his life on Twitter. <laughs> I had to double check when I saw that that it was, was very bizarre. Like, but Alan's callback was great. Right? What was that? We're we're both irrelevant. Let's fight. Yeah. Is that what he said? Oh, uh, <laughs> Casey, can we end on the question from from MMA Voggers from uh, about uh, thoughts on uh, uh, you know Fazeev's call out? I think if you recall Fazeev, I don't know if you see this question. Oh, was that a wasted call out? <laughs> uh. <laughs> This I'm one says confident. MMA wagers wants to know thoughts on Vince Vaughn versus Rafael Fazeev. I'm pretty confident <laughs> that creative. Vince Vaughn. I'm, I'm pretty confident when I say Vince Vaughn's probably the most famous person that was in that building. So why not? Uh-huh. Shoot your shot. <laughs> Shoot your shot, baby. Has he played? Has he played any sort of boxer or fighter character in any movie? He's played so many characters. Like he has never played anything like that. Dodgeball is the only time he played like an athlete, right? <laughs> I mean, dodgeball. Also, he's just a real inspirational leader in old school. Sure, if being honest. sure. Come on now. I honest yeah. to God can't. Well, I get he was in Rudy. That was a long he was, time. Was he? As a football, he yeah. was. He was the he was the rude guy. I think it's where he met John Favreau, and I think they Probably. did uh, swingers Swing. after. I could have could have been before. I believe they did swingers yeah. after, though. I think it's actually meant where he met John Favreau. Who's so? Yeah. Um, but All yeah, right. very funny call out. Uh, favorite Vince Vaughn film? Favorite Vince Vaughn film? Anyone? Casey. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> old school. Someone's old school. Yeah. Old school. Wait, yeah. Probably old, old school. Wait, yeah, old school. Yeah, he was an old school. Okay. Old school. Wait, is he, in here comes the, is he in here comes the, is he in here no, comes the, is he in here comes the, that's all Kevin, that's all Kevin. David Sandine, why would you say that? He said, didn't yeah. you see here comes the, come on. Maybe I'm a small part in. All right. I don't know. And with that, <laughs> let's go ahead. All these amazing fights. Let's end this on Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I know, right? You never know where these things go. Uh, either way, thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. You, you got to love this sport. Just on the random Saturday nights like this, we can just get a card for the ages. So much fun. So much exciting finishes. So many great fights. And this has been the UFC Vegas 44 post-fight show here on MMA Fighting. Thanks to everyone who tuned in and made us a part of your weekend. That man's Jose Youngs. That man's Alexander Kaylee. We got the best producer in the business, E. Casey Layden. I am Sean O'Shotty. We've got on to the next one coming Sunday. The MMA Hour kicks off your week on Monday. Thanks again, y'all. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Keep it locked to MMA Fighting, and we will see you guys soon. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible 
eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.